This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls don't play games. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into their prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your moment? I am Leviosa. Now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk about intersectional and inclusive feminism in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda, and with me today is my awesome, hilarious, and actually exceedingly yawny co-host, Moni. Oh, that rhymes, Yanni Moni. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, dear. This is where we're at. I might be Yanni, but I mean, your your follow-up yawns feel like they make everybody just thinking about that makes me yawn again. It. <laughs> it's because you're so vocal with them. It's just... I can't help it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. We're both very yawny, but for, I guess, different reasons, because you were too relaxed and that too itchy, and I'm, I don't know what, here. <laughs> you <laughs> that's exist. Sometimes, that's sometimes reason enough to be tired, because the world is really tiring. That's true. I mean, we don't really need a reason to be tired. That's true. So how are you? Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, we had, what did we do? Oh, on the weekend was the 50th birthday. Oh, yes. How was it? What did you wear? Well, I did buy a shirt and like flared jeans. Um, not excessively flared, just a tiny bit flared so I could actually wear them if I wanted to. Um and then I realized after I washed the shirt and the headband, and then I realized after I washed the shirt that that was broken, <laughs> and oh. I didn't see that initially. It was like broken around the collar, and then I wasn't sure if I should sew it or use something else. And then I decided decided to go with my lemon shirt, and I felt like that was kind of almost seventies. And then I had that in the headband. And the weirdo wore a Hawaiian shirt that we bought in Hawaii. So literal Hawaiian shirt. And yeah. Then that that's that. And my brother looked like a proper 70s pimp. He had a disco necklace and a, and a wig, a curly wig and a porn stash. And he was standing in front of me and I didn't recognize him. So that was fun. <laughs> I, I saw the picture saw you posted on your Insta stories and I was like, oh, wow, he went all in on this. He did. He did. It was pretty funny. Um, he, like I said, hi to everybody else, like to my nephew and to my sister-in-law. And I just thought he was around. And all of a sudden, this guy was standing in front of me and calling me by my name. And I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you? And then I realized it was my brother and I almost shot myself. So that was fucking hilarious. And then everybody had the same reaction to him. So that was really cool. He well was done, wearing, him. <laughs> uh, really good. 
he just had a disco necklace and the weirdo said it would be better if it said daddy, which I agree with. <laughs> so I'm kind of sad it's a disco in the end. Uh, daddy would have been hilarious too. But yeah, that was that was that was fun. As fun as meeting a bunch of family can get, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But it was good. The food was good. And then we stayed for a while. The weirdo got drunk, which was great because he's a fun drunk. And I, I enjoy him. I enjoy him on 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 when he had too much to drink um because he gets very chatty and like very social and that's very unusual so i'm always enjoying that <laughs> nice and yeah so that's that's what that's what happened so that was my weekend and then now it's tuesday and i don't know what else happened to be honest days just pass at this point days just go yeah 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 what did you do Okay, so yes, I had uh, and actually I had a lovely weekend. Um, my best friend here took me away um, for a overnight and a yoga and spa retreat. Nice. Um, so on Saturday we had a picnic lunch in this really really pretty park that I've never been to before. We um, had like this B and B cottage all to ourselves. Um, ourselves, um, which was really nice. And we got Chinese food and we watched the Munsters movie that, uh, um, Rob Zombie directed. Uh, Okay. And it, you know, it has a lot of bad reviews. Like it's rated 4.5 or something on IMDb. Um, but I don't know why there was so much hate for it because it was really good. Like it was very the monsters like it was camp it was silly it was funny and it was just like exactly what the show was so i don't know what people were expecting because i was just like yep this this is perfect <laughs> like it's exactly what i wanted in a movie and then before. on sunday we had a private yoga class just for the two of us Ooh. we had an hour-long full body massage oh nice and then we had two hours to use the facilities um we had like a vegan lunch and an infrared sauna and like a spa hot tub thing um and prosecco and it was lovely nice oh that all sounds great it was really really nice and i have decided that i need at least a massage once a month because um it was amazing I come out of this with this revelation out of almost every single massage that i go to and then i never go i have been we're going. Tom and I are going. We're both going. <laughs> I am always sitting in front of the booking. If people would give me online bookings, I would 100% do that all the time. Um, but I don't want to call people and nobody here has online bookings. So that's oh. what's annoying me. Um, there is a friend. I have a friend, a friend from like a women's circle that I go to sometimes. And she, you, you can do online booking with her. And I'm oh, just like... That. Perfect. Do mm-hmm. it. Do it. I know. Like yesterday. So I know. Good. I did look to see if she had any availability this week for like to book Tom in before we go, so that we're both going to Canada, like all relaxed and chill. But she's fully booked. So when are you leaving again now? Friday. It's already this Friday. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. How the fuck did that happen? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine because all of a sudden I'm like, uh-huh, okay. Mm-hmm. For how long are you staying? Two months. 
I can't even. I know. Why I also why are we already in June? That's almost concerning me more. I have honest. many questions about how this year has gone so fast and it just doesn't make sense. But then I look back and I'm like, that was so long ago, but it doesn't feel like it. No, it doesn't feel like it. Not in the slightest. Yeah. There will be a couple of weeks and then there's TwitchCon already. But we have to have another conversation today because that's what we're here for. It's true. Even though we're, we're already 10 minutes in and we literally spoke about nothing relevant for the topic. That's okay. So I'll probably be editing a lot of that 10 minutes out, so it's fine. <laughs> Good times. Good times. Um, we're here to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yay! Because Woo. we watched it, we both did. Like a month ago. A couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Which is also a bit problematic because we don't remember too much of it anymore. Mm -hmm. In in my head, when I made the schedule, I was like, okay, well, it will give the majority of people an opportunity to have watched it and to maybe contribute and like be able to have this conversation with no spoilers. Um, because spoiler alert, this is going to be a very spoilery conversation because we are so far gone not talking about spoilers. Exactly. Um, but then I didn't take into account that Moni and I have brains that do not retain information for longer than like two days. I mean, you're very gracious by saying two days, to be fair. At least True. for me, I'm like, two days? What are you talking about? <laughs> two minutes is more like it. <laughs> uh, honestly. Uh. Yeah. Um, but we'll so do this our might best be a weird review. <laughs> <laughs> it will maybe be disjointed, but we want to talk about it because it was good. I did really enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. Um, we got both. We we all we both got teased by other people's Instagram stories, telling us how horrible it is and how well horrible in the sense of how emotionally soul gut soul wrecking it is, and that that there have been very many tears. Mm -hmm. um, so I already went into this with that awareness that I might ball my eyes out. And at oh, some I was point so ready for it. <laughs> maybe you were too ready for it. That's why it didn't work for you. Maybe. Maybe. I did not cry. I did not cry. I did cry. Twice, I think. But one time I don't remember <laughs> at what point I cried. But I definitely remember. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, I remember now. Um. So yeah. Um. Guardians. Should we get into it? So spoiler Let's alert from here it. on out. If 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 you haven't watched it, you might not want to listen to it. Um. Because we're going to talk about what's going on. So basically, this one is settled after. Uh, well, the snap has happened, and people came back, and Gamora initially, um, died from the soul, like because. Uh, Thanos used to for the soul stone but from a different timeline a different Gomorrah came back um, so in the timeline that the Guardians are on there is still a Gomorrah but she doesn't know that she was in a relationship with Quill Quill? Quinn? Quill Quill with Pete Star the Star Lord whatever and he doesn't she doesn't know that she has actually been part of the Guardians and he's obviously heartbroken <laughs> uh -huh. because, um, yeah, there's been a couple and now they're not. And he knows that she's around and very upset. 
and they have like this outskirt planet that that where they've built some kind of nowhere uh, nowhere yeah where they've built a community on you know what 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 do you call it? it's not community it's not the word anyway um uh, like as bad place like as a city a town a, a planet a place that people go and it was not just um like it was it was there before and it was where like it, it was in the first guardians like it yeah, exists but it wasn't ruled by them but where i now no. i feel like they are leading it more they are now the, yeah and outpost thank you there. tom outpost yeah I know that before they went there to find something, didn't they go there? I don't remember now. The but wasn't one that of the one of the, the one of the stones, one of Thanos's, one of the yeah. We're very good at Marvel today. <laughs> it's been a long couple of movies, and it's been a long time. Infinity Stone, one of the Thank Infinity you, Stones. Brain. Yes, my brain actually fed that to me. Look at you go! I know. Mm -hmm. Took a um, minute. So but. yeah, they are there. And if you have seen the Christmas special that's on Disney Plus, that kind of gives away a bit of what's going on. So we we found out during the Christmas special that um, Quill and Mantis are siblings. So she's his sister. And if you've, I don't know, played the Guardians of the Galaxy game or obviously read the comics, I would suppose... Then Cosmo is there too, which is the, the the speaking astronaut dog, which is hilarious. And I just love it so much. Yeah, I really like Cosmo. She was a great addition to this film and also the Christmas special. I also thought, but maybe that's just me being thick, um, that Cosmo was actually a, a male dog, but that because but that from but i think that's what i gathered from the game but i mm. think maybe i'm just a bimbo maybe it was never was never was never anything like that. also i think it has to do with dogs having a female a male pronoun in german that's why it's always the male dog when i speak about a dog Fair. that's why i think maybe i i i, I misgendered the doggy uh it happens <clears throat> Yeah, but it's um, overall, um, they start out, and I don't know why they, they, and they get attacked by, by, well, you've seen the golden people through a bunch of, of movies, I feel, already, and um, you, we kind of realize that they are ruled by somebody else who is quite the cunt, and, and they, one of them who is, um, was created to be like this super weapon then it's like is is he bread or what is he <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not, uh, yeah well, i mean it, i don't know that we really have that much information about their people like not that much information um maybe but adam warlock um seems to have been created birthed to be like the smartest strongest fastest um but is not actually ticking all those boxes because he's not the smartest i think it's because 
He was like, born early? What, yeah, something like that. I think he wasn't bred to finish line. I mean, that's, that's, that's the wrong word. But I think he was supposed to be this ultimate weapon. But there were too many... The, the one who kind of bred him, so the leader of these golden people that I forgot the name from, um, she kind of felt really motherly towards him, so he's like kind of in a grown-ass adult body, but his mind is more of a teenage, either toddler, teenager kind of thing, so he's not very mature, not making great decisions, trying to <laughs> over... Um, uh, the sovereign thank you thomas tom's just great today thanks (laughs) he knows that we're useless today um and he's kind of he's treating him she's treating him like her baby and he also behaves like one he's like too powerful like he's really strong and he tries to attack the guardians on nowhere but um and it is a really tough fight and during that fight um rocket gets like severely injured Mm -hmm. and they realize that um he has some self-destruction mechanism built in so they can't heal him and in order to heal him they need to go places and that's basically where where this um story kind of then goes Mm-hmm. It's all about the Guardians of the Galaxy coming together to save Rocket to fix the this self destruct uh, switch that was put in um, built inside him when he was experimented on, and it, we hear like all about this story for um, like Rocket's past with um, flashbacks and. Um, of of his time in like the animal well in the experimentation facility i guess it probably has a name i'm sure tom will correct me because uh that's how my brain is working today thank you so much um <laughs> and um just hearing and learning rocket story and it's 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 really sad um really sad mm. so the same person who created the golden people and the sovereign and all these is also the person who created rocket and the high evolutionary the high evolutionary exactly and as the name already suggests um he's only out for how would you say it the evolutionary super development or something like the ultimate creation like he wants to create the ultimate species who is not only um who basically innovates as well like who's not just modeling and reproducing what they've been taught but innovate Mm -hmm. and he's to create the perfect society the perfect world the most just the most utopian yeah and he has done a bunch of tests throughout the centuries years i don't know how old he is and rocket was one of these um things that he created and together with a bunch of other um animals like an an otter right was it an otter 
an otter, a rabbit, rabbit, and a hippo. No, a walrus. Walrus. Yeah. Walrus. Yeah. I was so close with a hippo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when and one wasn't one worried four or five. It's just the four of them. Just the four of them. Mm -hmm. And they made a little friendship, the four of them, in their cages, their animal experiment cages. And um, Rocket, uh, they all decide to name themselves um, because otherwise they just had these these long numbers um, of, like, identification. And so they name themselves and we get, like, Rocket and Teeth's and floor and wow well, what's the last one lila lila of course lila mm. um and the friendship that that builds up there is really beautiful and it's the only thing keeping them keeping the soul in those animals i guess um during their long months of long years maybe of captivity and experimentation so you basically always see these these bits of of lore of backstory from Rocket in like scenes, like in hindsight scenes. So when you go through the movie, obviously with the present storyline, where the Guardians try to um, help Rocket and help deactivate whatever is built within him to 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 self-destruct him and you always see bits and pieces of the stories like sprinkled throughout the entire movie so you so you see that um obviously he was like a baby raccoon when 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 they took them in and then they created um him out of that and he grew up in this cage with all these other animals who also had like have been massively experimented on so the bunnies like like they all don't look like regular animals they all have like some metal arm or or some other attachment that they that the that this high evolutionary did with them basically mm -hmm. this scene well all of these scenes is anyone that i have spoken to um, in person and online, um, and I, we haven't actually spoken about the movie yet. Mm -hmm. um, this is our first time, and it's been like a month. Um, <laughs> but anybody that I've spoken to has said like how disturbed these scenes were, and like they were really hard to watch. They were like this was the reason. Like they cried at these scenes that the, it was too much animal cruelty, and like some people that like I've been in company with have said that they refuse to watch the movie because there's too much animal cruelty. Um, and, but this is how animals are held that we eat. Is that what you're trying to get to? Yeah. Especially mm. the girl that was like, Oh, there's too much animal cruelty in it for me as she's eating like, um, fully loaded meat pizza. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. hello, pot kettle calling. <clears throat> mm, yeah. Yeah, I feel you can put uh, make a lot of um, pull a lot of what's the word similarities. <laughs> yes, similarities um, with a world treatment of 
animals especially in like diff- all di- different areas not just in meat production but also like in testing and when it comes to testing on them for uh makeup and shit like that so and, and like other pretty much the week that this movie came out the UK actually unbanned an- animal testing yeah 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 i remember and i was that. just like oh, what the fuck is wrong with the uk like we were <laughs> animal testing uh, has been like not allowed like it's been illegal for years like decades and decades and now it's just like ah oh, no you know what it's fine we'll just test on those poor wee animals again mm. i mean the world is overall generally going in a very weird direction with a lot of decisions that are made right I now mean, mood so it's just a bit well terrifying if you think of the steps back that we're making in so many areas of life of, of people's lives and animals life to be honest mm-hmm. mm. yeah but i just so, can't take people seriously they're like there's too much animal cruelty in this movie for me and make no steps to reduce their own contribution to animal yeah. cruelty. Mm. Mm. Anyways, I really had to get that out. It has been. I, I if we had recorded this like three or four weeks ago, I'd have been like, "No, I'm so pissed <laughs> off." Like this is, and I've calmed down now. So you got like super mild version of of this, but like three or four weeks ago, Amanda was it was, was flying uh, high with it. the annoyance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now I'm kind of sad we didn't get that. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, um, self reflection, man hard mm-hmm. sometimes um yeah and basically what we find out through this entire thing is that and why rocket is so precious is not the word is so important in this entire thing is that even though this the high inquisitor person high evolutionary high evolutionary even though the high evolutionary created like entire planets with with an entire with with full-on species and with full-on societies there is only one experiment of his let's call it that that did have this innovative thinking and that's rocket so that's why didn't he think that he was dead initially? I think so. Or was he not dead initially? Wait, which he are you talking about? Didn't the high evolutionary think that Rocket was dead? No, because otherwise why would they send the Yeah, no, I don't think so because that? like the last scene that one of the last flashback scenes was um Rocket literally like ripping apart the high evolutionary's face. True. Oh yes. Um, which was like so brutal. <laughs> so brutal. It's and so then the brutal. scene where like the fake face came off in like the present day scenes was like Whoa. I didn't see that one coming. To be honest, I thought he would just a bunch of scars, but like this entire fucking face was like. Oh yeah, it's like oh like, Rocket, oh. good job. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, it's basically this entire movie is most of Rocket's backstory, which I think is amazing because Rocket never really got a lot of 
air I mean he got airtime in the previous movies, but mostly for like being a bit of a dick and like like being smart and 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 and, and stuff like that. But you never had like full on vulnerable moments and no idea where he really came from. And I feel this movie was really an ode to to all of what he's been through and why he's mm-hmm. the way he is and and why <laughs> why um what has been going on with him and why he's so so why it's so hard for him to let people in and and yeah i just thought that was really really beautiful I mean, mm-hmm. horror like Rocket would never beautiful. speak about his past, no. and he would probably still have continued never to have spoken about any of this, except mm-hmm. that the Guardians actually had to go on a quest to find out information about Rocket's past to find out how mm-hmm. to save him, mm-hmm. and like that's really what this whole movie came down to for me was like the the friends who become family and mm-hmm. like doing doing anything for each other. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I feel like you could also overall in the entire movie. Um, I feel this entire movie really showed the development of a bunch of characters in a very interesting way. So, so I mean, to be honest, I feel quite the weakest was Quill anyway, in a way. Always. When he is, and he always is. That's that's true. I even um, said that to Tom when I, I was like on the way home. I was like, the weakest part of this entire film was Star Lord himself. Mm-hmm. I was like, take him out of the picture, it would be a great movie. Like, yeah. And it's not even my dislike for Chris Pratt. I just think that his character, in comparison to everyone else's, is so weak. I feel like it's a lot of this. I feel with his character, it's always that it's so much coated in this. I need to make a fool of myself and can't be serious and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And there are very few moments where he is, and they are very short. But most of the time, they are covered with this slapstick around it. And I have like- no issue with being like be with people using humor to cope or whatever i mean i'm the queen of doing that but i feel like you you don't often see really below the surface even with his love for gomora which is like really important to him and like you this is the reason that he's in he's depressed when you see him first and that that i feel like it's still not dealt with really well to be honest mm-hmm. in the movies i agree there's something that maybe it is like a chris pratt thing but not my dislike of him but yeah um because like I, I peter quill in the in the video game in the game was heads and tails above like i actually felt a kind of connection to him mm-hmm. um and i know that we're not talking about the game but uh, i feel like it bears saying because like i yeah. actually was like yeah, I I enjoy his character. Like, so it's not I necessarily that- the role itself or the writing of, with the role itself, because I wouldn't even necessarily say they wrote in more vul- more vulnerable. Maybe it's the way the act actor does it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It just feels like you can't get a good read on the character. Like he's just there to 
be obnoxious and in the way. Yeah, yeah, I see that. And I agree with Erin. Nebula made an incredible development. I mm-hmm. really, really enjoyed her. I've, I've really enjoyed her more and more every movie already. But Same. I really enjoyed her um, in this one. Like, I feel like she's turning from this, or she turned from this individual solo fighter that just wanted the, that just wanted the fame and attention of her father and has been tortured by him just for the, and he, she just wanted his affection or whatever that looked like to like a leader of people and, and, Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, a group person like not i think she's still very solitary in a way but like doing it differently by looking after people and being the one who leads them and being the leader of the group and that and uh, society as a whole i guess Mm -hmm. where as a planet and protecting community as well like she was so fiercely defending nowhere when the Mm -hmm. Nope, the name's gone again. The Sovereign. <laughs> Just had to look back and chat. When the Sovereign <laughs> attacked Nowhere, like at the very beginning with Adam Warlock. And like she was fiercely defending it. And like that just kind of fed through everything. Um mm. no, it was it was it was fantastic. Um I really do like her. Mm. I also just generally like her character because I saw this tweet that when the actress that the actress posted once about how she forgot she had couples therapy and was dressed as nebula nebula so she had to show up to couples ther- therapy in her nebula outfit and just because of that i also feel like a different kind of appreciation for for her because i just think it's fucking hilarious it's so funny but karen gillen is hilarious like yeah she's just she's just great um can we talk about Drax? Yes. Yes, we can. So I've really, I mean, Drax is hilarious, funny. Like, he always provides just some solid comic relief with, like, how literal Ridiculous. he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm re- referencing the video game again. Um, I really fell in love with him there because he had, like, a flashback storyline um, about how he lost his family. And he was like the only one left of his family, maybe even of his race. I'm not quite sure. Mm. Um, but like he, he absolutely lost his family. And in this movie, he was um, towards the ending when they're on the the big ship, I guess, that uh, the high evolutionary and all the people involved with his weird experiments um, lifted off from the planet that they made which was supposed to be Utopia, but was not. Sorry, I'm all over the place, but we're talking about Drax. Um, Mm -hmm. And inside was a whole bunch of children. And Drax really connected with those children. And it was, I felt like it was a really healing moment for him to like have those connections with all the kids and like to be that fatherly nurturing person because he has, you know, for years been typed as the destroyer, Drax the destroyer. Um... And I think, like, it was um, Nebula who said it best when she was like, you were never meant to be a destroyer. You were meant to be a dad. 
Um, like she saw that connection. She saw how he was protective of those kids. And it just was, it was just a really heartfelt moment, um, to see, to see that growth from destroyer and literal and one dimensional to like somebody who's just covering up like so much pain and loss and love. And I really, I really liked that, um, development as well. Yeah. As much, if not more than I like Nebula's development. I feel like Nebula played a big part in this situation. Like for me, she played a big part in this entire, like this entire storyline because she named it. I feel like, mm-hmm. would she not have named it? I'm not sure if it would have the similar impact. Like, yes, it was still beautiful to see and you could see, <clears throat> you could um, like see that this was going on, obviously, because he cared about them. Like he also spoke the language and, and he told them what they should be doing and he was looking after them. So you could see all of this, but it was Nebula who, kind of spoke it into reality for me because I think he then also felt that I think he also needed somebody to say this for it, it to make sense for him too I feel like mm-hmm. um and he always said and I, I just thought it was pretty cute because he said dancing is just for what people like he he hated dance and he would never dance like it was the last thing he will do is dance and then when he had all the kids around then he, you could see him at the in the last scene starting to dance when they all were 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 safe on on nowhere um mm-hmm. so that was really i just really love that storyline too and yes that was also one of the bits where i got a bit teary-eyed because it was so cute yeah hmm so yeah, throughout this all, I feel like a lot of the characters got like really great. Um, I also kind of really enjoyed what they did with Gamora, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. Because Gamora ended up with the Ravagers, actually, which, which, is that what they're called? Ravagers? Ravagers? Something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and found family there so instead of having because she disconnected from thanos as this other timeline person as well and also searched for a new family and found them not in the guardians but in the ravengers um which is kind of quite metaphorical and quite like an interesting (coughs) sorry an interesting tie back to where um, Quinn initially comes from because the Ravengers took Quinn in when he got kidnapped well. from Quill. It's so similar. Uh, when he got kidnapped from the Earth, basically. So I feel like that's kind of still being in the family, but being separate from them because um, separate but still together in a way because they obviously also switched leaders since James Gunn's brother, who I forgot his name. Sean Gunn. Sean Gunn, exactly. Um, took over from the one who said a Mary Poppins, y'all. Yondu. Yondu. There we go. There we go. Um and took his Mohawk and the and the arrow who that he needs to whistle for. Um mm-hmm. and they were kind of so he's not part of the Guardians and 
he was a ravenger and gamora was a guardian and is now a ravenger so i feel like this is just family like i feel for me they're all kind of even though they tr don't treat each other as if they are anymore they they still are kind of like the family that you connected to that you openly pretend you don't really like but secretly you really care about them um so mm -hmm. so so that was just <sighs> uh yeah uh. Aaron says yeah, that he was I... a bit weirded out by the mohawk because I thought like is that the other guy's actual mohawk I think wasn't that always just a technical device like to clip on yeah yeah, yeah. because you also saw Yondu not wearing it and didn't didn't baby Groot have to steal it at some point in I think previous so. movies? Like they had to, when yeah. they had to break out of this prison, he had to get the mohawk so so they can actually break out and that he can use the whistle, the mohawk as a whistle thing. Um, so so they can can actually break out of the prison. I think that's that was always just like this <laughs> transformers device. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um, but yeah it just I feel like in this movie you just saw all of them coming into into something new and like it was Warner moving on bit a bit of what has previously been and through helping Rocket which they did together um, they then um got to a place where they also realized they can live without each other and and actually while they're they actually need that time apart from each other for different reasons not because they don't like each other anymore or just not because they're not a good team or whatever but because they need it for themselves and for their personal development and I thought that was bittersweet in a way Mm -hmm. Um, going back to Gamora, I really just want to say that I'm so glad that she didn't just fall back in love with Quill. Yes, me too. Um, oof, so glad because, I mean, it was just, it would have been the easy way out of the story. Um, but Gamora wanted to do her own thing and was just in denial that she was ever in love with that. I don't blame her. Um, personal feelings. <laughs> I mean, if it feels like that, if they would have gone with this storyline as the main storyline, it would have just been a cheesy fucking romance that nobody gives a shit about. And there was so mm -hmm. much more, and all the other storylines would have automatically taken a backseat. Like that's what people would have focused on, and then nobody would have focused on Nebula's storyline or on Drax's storyline or on Rocket's storyline. It was not a movie about them, really. Like mm -hmm. I think it was teased as how how because that's what people thought that the third Guardians movie is where Quill finds Gamora again. But it wasn't that at all. Like she was there, she was around, they just weren't together and they don't wanna be together anymore and that's fine like even if he wants to she doesn't want to and I mean mm -hmm. I feel they left it open in many ways because he still feel he I just I think he kind of like, I call it threatens her that 
she will fall in love with him or something. Um, but then he also decided to go back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I don't know how that even came up. I don't remember that in that part of it, to be honest. How how he suddenly ended up... Was he wanted Mantis? to go back and see his grandfather? But not of his own or of his own need for it, right? It's not that the story about his grandfather followed him along for so long. I think Mantis shouted at him and said, like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why are you not interested? Something like that. Yeah, Mantis is very good at pointing out others' emotions and also taking them away as she did for Drax and yeah, all that stuff. Um, I liked her moment at the end uh, or towards the end when they were in like the pit or they were going to get eaten by those big like space monsters and she was just like, you know what? I think we can be friends with them. And then like she just befriends these gigantic monsters um and use them to help save everything yeah um and aaron i think you're right um mantis said why do you to peter why do you think or why do you keep running away from everyone and i think that that's really powerful yeah i feel like so many characters in this what like the more i think about it the more i feel like this movie was way more about based all like on at the core of even though if if you first think about it it's the movie of rocket's back of rocket story but i feel like thinking about it and talking about it now it's actually all of their stories and all of their developments minus quill because he feels like he's not really like because even though he went back in the end you see like or is was it the after the after scene of it you just see again that he's not gonna stay like you know he's not staying because he's bored out of his fucking mind and that's why i'm like do we need like was it necessary now like i'm not sure if this was necessary Mm. obviously he's bored and living at an 80 80 year old person or whatever how home or whatever i don't know but it just felt like you did a big emotional step by doing this and then you will leave again. That's just how, where I'm like, yeah, whatever. You didn't really make any progress, did you? Like, And it doesn't mean that he needs mm-hmm. to stay. Like everybody can make their own decisions and not do it, whatever. But yeah. Or Adam Warlock, he didn't get much of a story. Yeah, you just saw that there was some change in him because he then helped them out and he got he didn't attack mm-hmm. them anymore and and but i think they want didn't they want to introduce him for other storylines that's what, what i kind yeah of i i think that this wasn't adam warlock's story like this wasn't his he, his starring role this was the starring role of the guardians and rocket specifically mm-hmm. um and like getting that back this was maybe a first glimpse of adam warlock in the mcu and we will have him more um across like yeah across films and and maybe tv shows um like i i think will poulter did a fantastic job as adam warlock actually Mm -hmm. and um genuinely like want to see more of him but i don't think this was his story yeah 
he was just in someone else's. Yeah. Like so many things are with Marvel, isn't it? Like I feel like mm -hmm. you see so many glimpses of people that only if you then watch them all, you get a, like a full storyline of things or like a full connection of it all, which individually you wouldn't even really notice. But then if you see more of it, you... Um, you 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 clock it more i feel mm -hmm. and i watched um the quantum mania on the weekend which i hadn't seen before oh did you yeah and they also had like a final scene of loki right so so there where mm -hmm. i was like oh okay so you could you could you just see how they keep weaving the things together um And sometimes I think you only know in hindsight what's going on. Like how many movies have we watched from the, was it the third phase, first phase? I don't know when like Endgame was the last movie. How many movies have there been before? And now we only like splicing them together as like this big picture thing. Because I mean, I didn't watch, mm -hmm. I didn't read the comics, unfortunately. So I have feel like I have obviously way less information than so many other people um oh same i'm yeah. like just film and television with marvel yeah, and the game yeah, yeah. apparently the guardians game very good the guardians game do i need to mention cool. that very good it's I don't very know good if you've i haven't it finished it i have two before. chapters left Ooh, I finished it it's one of those i finished i don't remember much anymore but because it's a while ago shockingly um but i know i finished it and i really enjoyed it it's just just a good game bit glitchy but a really good game mm-hmm so if you can get it somewhere for cheap or if it's for free on ps plus or whatever go get it because it's worth it is it on game pass yeah it's worth it it is that's where i was playing it yeah 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 so i played it over christmas that feels like two minutes ago <laughs> and it is not ago. yeah yeah no. it's fine totally okay it's fine six months ago was christmas it was yesterday i feel like the year just Honestly. started It has. Yeah. Overall, overall, I really enjoyed it and it broke my heart a little in some places. Um, and I cried mm -hmm. a bit, as I do. Um, I didn't bawl my eyes out like I bawled my eyes out during Wakanda Forever. That was a whole different oh, kind of bawling. Oh, gosh. That eyes was... Mm-hmm. Because you also didn't see it coming the way it was coming. Like even though you knew, I feel like with Wakanda Forever, people knew it was going to be sad, just alone because of Chadwick Boseman's death and then how they honored him there. But then I feel like there were even like more things that were coming that you weren't expecting that were gut wrenching as well. Um, and even and this was unexpected tears in Wakanda Forever, even though you knew that you need to cry in this one you also knew that you needed to cry but it wasn't the way that um that you would have that what kind of forever just hit you like right in the fields mm -hmm. it also totally hit you in the fields um but but not the way what kind of forever did at least not for me mm -hmm. no i completely agree like it was it was enjoyable and it was emotional but it, it wasn't the like emotional punching that i mm. i think i geared myself up for maybe too much like you say <laughs> yeah 
I feel it's also because we saw papaya, uh, the first papaya and she's always very emotional. So you would assume that. I feel like she's out well, to be target audience. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. To be fair, it was her, but then it was also one of my friends here told me that yeah. she cried so hard that she gave herself a migraine. I told uh, somebody else that who was going to see it, and I was like, I've heard it's very emotional. And he said to me, like, oh, yeah, it was really sad. Like, I did tear up. Like, I, I cried a little bit, and I was like, all right, okay. Um, so I was, like, fully prepared to cry, yeah. and I was just like, oh, no, apparently I am heartless because I no, did not I cry. <laughs> Even Tom cried a little bit. No, I think it's when you're overhyped for overhyped in a certain way for something, then it's not hitting the spot. Like I have that too. I, have yeah, that I was overprepared. Yeah, exactly. You're overprepared and you're already gearing up for something really, really horrible. And then you already got yourself emotionally into a position where you already dealt with something that hasn't happened yet. So it's not happening for you. Like I had it with like a bunch of video games that people are like told me to play after Greece that's gonna break mm. me and they didn't because A I was already ready, like I was already prepared for them to be sad, so I dealt with it differently and I also feel sometimes when people tell me something I need to react the opposite. <laughs> so so that Good. that's that's where where I'm like I think you, there is something is getting too prepared, knowing too much about something and then already handling all the bad emotions before they even come up. And then when they come up, you don't really need to deal with them anymore because you did previously already. And that's why I think you might True. not have cried. Yeah. That's and every story very hits people very differently, right? Like. Mm -hmm. The bit that made me cry was the tiny little raccoons that looked up to Big Rocket where I was like, this is so sad. And so I cried. Um, but other people... That was probably be... the moment I got the most like sad yeah. about, but it, it still didn't didn't put me there. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, I want other little raccoons. And he went back and he saved so them because he had to. Cute. I know, he's so cute. Yeah. And then he realized he's actually a raccoon because he always said he wasn't a raccoon. And I found that also quite cute, actually. Rocket Raccoon. I know. And Rocket didn't end up killing the High Evolutionary, much to Drax's disappointment. Making the choice not to actually kill him. That was... I don't even remember what happened to the guy now, though. I don't either, actually. But um, I remember that he didn't, like, he, he actively chose not to kill him. Yeah. Yeah, I recall that scene yeah. with him showing his face, like showing his real face and all mm -hmm. of that, but I couldn't tell you now what would happen to the guy. <laughs> Too long ago. Maybe he just, uh, didn't he try to like, oh no, that was not it. Didn't the ship just blow up and you don't see him die? Yeah, I think I yeah, was going to yeah. say that. And then I was going to say that didn't he try to get onto the, the nowhere ship no, um, so. and like get lost in the universe, like in the space between. But then I re re realized that that was Peter Quill. It's true. And then Adam Warlock saved him. And I was I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great end for Peter Quill. I respect that. And then he didn't die is what you're saying. No. Yeah. 
It's very disappointing. That I found that that kind of annoyed me because he was out there too long. He did not actually survive this. And then he just so I feel like that wasn't quick enough for him to actually save him and then all of a sudden he's actually not dead. That's kind of where I'm like this is unrealistic in a movie in space with a speaking raccoon. I know the irony of this. <laughs> I'm fully aware, mm-hmm. but it felt like, oh yeah, that's right. Tom is right. He has got DNA. Yeah, that's true. He has. Yes, I don't didn't care. That. Yeah, it felt. It, it was felt, shit. It was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let him die. Hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I enjoyed it on the whole. Um, yeah, thought it was a a great uh, a great conclusion is the word I'm looking for. A great conclusion to like the Guardians trilogy. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm kind of excited to see you know the new band of Guardians of the Galaxy that doesn't have Peter Quill in it. Yeah, I won't. I don't know if we're gonna get a fourth one. Didn't James Gunn stop doing these? We might not get a fourth one, but we might see them in some other iterations and in some other movies. That's true. I feel now it's so diff. Like current Marvel times are really difficult to keep track of in a specific, in a certain mm-hmm. way because there's so much more out there. Because I feel like in addition to the series, which have so much more content. I feel like it's different than than the movies have been in the previous 15 years. Like there were a bunch of movies, one after the other and stuff. And now it's like movie after movie after movie after series after movies. I feel like there's so much content out there, which sometimes makes it really hard to track what's going on in a, in a, in a way. And the multiverse, exactly. Mm-hmm. So not every storyline that we see is necessarily the same storyline that other people experience. So it's just like exploded and it exploded also in my brain. Um, so so I don't even... like I'm, And maybe it's also because we're in the middle of it and only in hindsight can we pull the threads again. Um, but also because mm-hmm. I remember shit so badly. I have a hard time remembering all the stuff I saw in Loki or in Moon Knights to then connect to other things and other things that I've seen. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's my biggest issue. Yeah, I'm definitely finding myself enjoying the TV shows a lot more because we get more story, more like mm. information, more things to connect to. Um, and movies just are too short. I do feel... I do feel they all like I feel like all these Marvel phases had different intentions, right? Like for me it feels a bit like the first couple of phases where we had Iron Man and all these movies and Captain America and things. People tried to they tried to make Marvel movies and superhero movies like that really mainstream and really popular in mainstream. And that's what they did. That's why the Avengers, I think, are the way they are. They 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 really spoke a lot to mainstream t- mainstream cinema cinema then uh, to try to make it as interesting as possible for um, as many people as possible. And I do think this there mm-hmm. has been a change now where they deliberately make a certain kind of 
show or a certain movie or a certain series full fully knowing that not everybody's gonna watch it like mm-hmm. not everybody's gonna watch um miss marvel it's not something that speaks to all the people not everybody's gonna watch moon Knight. not everybody's gonna watch loki loki maybe more so than others but not everything they put out now is made for the majority of people they got they made tried to make it really popular and did make it really popular very successfully and now they are out there sharing different kinds of stories that might not speak to everyone but because they created this fan base that loves is and is really into marvel based off the movies they just can share more diverse stories now than they did previously and that's what they're doing and i think that's Mm -hmm. really great yeah i love it Mm. Final thoughts on the film? Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I would watch. I would watch more of them. I I would also be be okay if they switched out Chris Pratt, to be honest. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. he wasn't <laughs> doing much for me there. But I love everybody no. else, and I love the weird, weird as fuck looking Groot. Who? Oh yeah, is so funny. Um. Who spoke like English at the end? Yes, he did. He did. I was kind of like, I didn't like that, but I liked everything else about him. Yeah. And I mean, he's also technically not the same Groot that dies in one of the first movies. He's a different one. Apparently. That's true. That's probably why he looked the way he looked and not the other one. Vin Diesel's yeah. family, exactly. <laughs> oh, it was supposed to be that we now understood Groot, right? Okay. I, I mean, I'm here. But I don't like too. that. I don't want to oh. understand. I like it better. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Perfect. What are your cool. final thoughts? The same as yours, and I already said them, and then you went on a tangent, and so Sorry. then I asked yours. Distracted. <laughs> it's okay. See, I can't. I'm surprised okay. I know so much about the movie. I didn't even read it up in the end. Okay. I know. I opened like five articles, read one, and then was like, "All right, we're just gonna wing it." Yeah. There we go. <sighs> Amazing. Cool. That's it for this week, then I guess. It is. Um, we'll be back in two weeks because somebody else is going to the spa next week. So, um, we are, yeah, it's it's not me, it's money. Um, (laughs) so we are taking a break unless something happens and we're not, so we never know, but, uh, money will keep us updated about that. Um, but yeah, everything going according to plan. We're back in two weeks where we're going to be reviewing, uh, Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. I need to find Did I get the name of it right? Uh, I'm not sure. I did. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I deserve a high five for that. I'm going high to see it this Thursday. Thanks. Perfect. Um, and yeah, I hope you have a great two weeks. If you want to hang out in Discord, you're very welcome to come and hang out. Geekherring.com forward slash Discord. And find us on Geek Herring everywhere else com and on social media um not that i have even touched our social media in weeks it's like sorely neglected but um 
it exists. <laughs> it's out there. Cool. Um, see you again next week. No, in two weeks then for uh, for the Spider Verse. In two weeks. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 